Alright, welcome everyone to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four dog baseball nerds for all you dog baseball nerds out there. As always, I'm Joey Foyles. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I am Butthead, apparently. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did the first episode of Beavis and Butthead is frog baseball? You, like, that wasn't an intentional reference? No. no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't like Beavis. Anyway, this is not Beavis Button Butthead. This is All Stars. This is Joe Star All Stars. Who would remember that so many years later? <laughs> oh, trust me. There are, anyway, uh, now I'm thrown off. What are we doing? Uh, this is a podcast by uh, JoJo Watch Along Podcast, and today we're here to talk to you about episode um, 27 of Stardust Crusaders. 28. 26. Whatever. 26. Sorry, uh, Iggy the Fool and Gabs Nadul Part Two. Yeah, JoJo Watch Along podcast. We watch every episode, make really bad jokes, and get in really bad tangents. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the thrilling conclusion. The, the thrilling conclusion to our like half an episode of setup. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Iggy's still asleep. It's fine. Yeah. And thrilling okay. is thrilling is uh, subjective. This episode starts off great though because <laughs> it immediately starts off on Joseph screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> Yeah, it's just right out the he gate. Goes like, like, oh! And then, oh! As they all hit the dirt. Sand. Sand, yeah. Whatever. Really, Sand's a type of dirt, okay? You're a type of dirt. Yeah. Look, if you have to do it in Medias Res, having Joseph scream is, like, the best way to do it. Yeah, A+. Plus. They, they know their strengths. We still have Kakuin out, just yeah. out of commission. And once again, the Stardust Crusaders have spontaneously developed telepathy. <laughs> like, I'm just like, wait, nobody make a sound, all right? At this point, I just assume it's another one of Hermit Purple's powers. <laughs> now, I think it's one of Magician's Red's powers, because I don't think it happened at all while Aftal was gone. Uh, I, don't I don't think, think that's true. true. Yeah, it is. Because like the last time we saw this was Deep Blue Moon, I think, where they all were just talking to each other in they, their minds. No, I'm I'm almost certain they've like done it before, like yeah, like after so. that. No, because I, I remember so. us making another joke about it. Yeah, it was probably when Abdul was still here. Mm. He was gone for a while. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Sand, <laughs> sand rules don't count. Don't worry about it. We won't ever bring this up again until <laughs> we bring it up again. <laughs> Anyways, Abdal has this little clever idea to pull off the rings from his arms and just toss them, like, just perfectly so it looks like that he took, like, steps away, like, four steps away. Yeah, he's going to defeat the enemy stand user with ring toss. He's like, okay, now I'll just wait for the stand to attack, and then I'll just blast him with, uh, uh, (laughs) fire chicken. God damn. <laughs> why, can't I, why do I suddenly forget the name of Magician's Red? Nobody tell him. I want to see him work his way through this. No, I've already said it. <laughs> no, he'll never get it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. But anyway. Don't, don't torture him, Joey. It's you should, very you have to... amusing. What, what else are we here for? <laughs> hey, jo- hey, Joey. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but Avdolf... <laughs> Fire's not very effective against water. 
I mean, apparently it is. No, he's an idiot because he didn't use fucking Crossfire Hurricane. Yeah, right, he can go underground. Damn it! He just, tries no. to, he just tries to punch the guy. Like, just glass him, evaporate him. Like, yeah, just turn the desert to glass. It can't get through. Are we ever going to see Crossfire Hurricane again? No, <laughs> no, probably not. It's gone the way of Starfinger. <laughs> Actually, the part realize. of his brain that remembered how to do Crossfire Hurricane is gone. <laughs> what were you Tim? So. He's truly trying to show that he is a punch stand as well and needs just as much respect as jo- as Jotaro. Yeah, that was his first mistake, because none of those statements are true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is a good, like, opening gambit to, like, cut to the opening on. And, you know, we get some more end of the world. Great. A plus. Watch it every time. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I am, it is growing on me. It, it will keep growing on you. It's going to keep growing on you, on you because it's terminal. so we cut back to a really good 3d shot of like looking at abdul through the rings as it pans through the desert and this is the first of like a couple of standoffs we get that are all like really well animated and really fun this episode like there's just a gratuitous amount of cg here hot take i actually really like this episode in the stand fight i think it's like well done all the way through 100 percent. we've already got the We've already gotten our issues with the stand fight out of the way last episode, where <laughs> yeah. none of the rules make any sense. But once you've uh, acclimated to the new rules, it's quite good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once you've acclimated to the actual rules, the real <laughs> rules. I've already forgotten the things from the last episode that uh, upset me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and thus is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that, uh, that upset me about this, uh, Abdul does his tisk-tisk thing again. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess I spoke too soon when I said that old Abdal is back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) But I love when he does it. I'm really worried that this stand dementia is actually spreading. It's contagious to us <laughs> as the viewers. Oh, we we already well established that, Tim. I thought where have you been? I think it's I just didn't remember, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess it just <laughs> ate that part of your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might just be a self selection bias that like Anyone who's on board with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> is already partially lobotomized. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a good clash where Nigel's like, wait, why'd he stop at four? As the, you see the water bubbling up, uh, Abdul prepares a strike and they clash, and Abdul goes down, just blood gushing from his neck. Yeah, they clearly clipped his uh, carotid artery. Like, there's just yeah. blood coming out. Man, two Stardust Crusaders down. Yeah, I know. And it's, unfortunately, the two who would be, like, smart enough to fix the situation. It's, <laughs> <laughs> like, the most effective stand user to date. And, is like, he... this is such yeah. a, a big shock that even Jotaro looks fucking shook. Yeah, Jotaro's like, God damn it! now I have to do this. <laughs> like, it... We get the, the triple reaction shot of, like, just the insets of everybody, and Polnareff looks terrified, and Joseph looks very upset, but Jotaro actually looks concerned, and that is not something yeah. you see very often. The other two are too stupid to realize that they're all about to die, and Jotaro's <laughs> like, well, <laughs> we got one shot here, going for the dog. Like... They're so dumb that they're like, no, even Jotaro's running away from the enemy stand. <laughs> like, really, Joseph? You're, that That's what's happening here? Yeah, definitely. God, I missed 
young Joseph. <laughs> he was well, he was so much smarter and dumber at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but I respected him more. How? How? You respected young the guy who flings spaghetti at strangers in restaurants? Yes. <laughs> spaghetti that would have killed Caesar. Just, I respect that man. <laughs> Oh man, the, the guy who pulls out children's toys because he sees someone else fighting with them too, and he doesn't want to get upstaged. <laughs> the guy whose master plan was to blow himself up with dynamite. Oh, you know the Nazi sympathizer. Uh, <laughs> no, we really went there, huh? I was hoping we we'd avoid bringing that up again. No. Never forget. Standovich and not going deep enough. <laughs> You're right. He probably doesn't even remember any of that. Who's Caesar? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is that if he really wanted to keep Caesar's memory alive, he'd at least be using Hamon or the clacker volleys or something. God, or the, I miss the clacker volleys, too. <laughs> the you fucking headband. Where is that? What happened to... Th- th- we commented on this a while ago, but the Redstone of Aha is just like... A devastating laser. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll murder you, regardless. Like, would work on Dio completely. Yeah, why is this yeah. not here for Dio? <laughs> like, oh yeah, vampires, that's cute. <laughs> because Susie Q is wearing it, remember? Yeah, you'd think that would be, like, on the checklist of things you're bringing to fight vampires. The laser beam. The sunlight laser beam, yes. Well, <laughs> I... I I always assumed it was the the red stone that Joseph is wearing all the time, but he broke it at some point in time, so it's not <laughs> lasering constantly out of his chest like a fucking Iron Man unity. <laughs> Look, this is all part of Joseph's plan to sandbag even harder, because he knows if he brought that along, everybody would expect him to use it. <laughs> That's way too much effort. That's oh, man. How are you, you going to kill in duel? He's way over there. If only we had somebody who had a giant laser and everybody just stops and looks at Joseph. <laughs> you, you know he would try to pot, like pass it off on Polnareff. Like, all right, Polnareff, you got the stone this time. <laughs> no, this is what would happen. He would give it to Polnareff, who would immediately break it, but he wouldn't tell anyone it was already broken just so he can blame this on Polnareff. Oh no, Polnareff, you broke our devastating weapon. (laughs) He dropped it on the floor years ago. (laughs) I mean, this has got to be the only explanation because this thing is foolproof. Every time you hold it up to the sun, it destroys somebody (laughs) or something. Like, I... (laughs) <laughs> like I, I love the idea of Standrews just being like, "Ha, ah, ready for our steps." <laughs> like <laughs> they brought a stand to a laser fight. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we cut over to to Duel here, and he's got this burn on his arm for where he barely dodged Magician's Red's punch, and I'm like, long range stand. Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Victor, you're just going to have to accept that long-range stands don't make any goddamn sense. (laughs) Though, this is like the prototypical long-range stand fight. It's... (laughs) I mean, and it's good, but the rules are are, are murky at best. (laughs) As is JoJo. (laughs) 
God. Oh, I can't wait till the Golden Wind one, because there's a line where it's like, shouldn't that have killed him? No, it's a long-range stand. That doesn't happen to long-range stands. <laughs> oh. no, he's, no, he's already dead. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so, Jotaro isn't running away. Surprise, surprise. He's running to the dog. <laughs> of course. Because yes. he figured out that the dog knew that the stand was going to attack an abandoned ship early. Yeah. Yeah. He scoops the dog and, like, holds him by the throat, just like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. It it looks real upsetting. Listen here, you little shit. (laughs) (laughs) He he thought Dio hated dogs. He's over here just like, why, you little... (laughs) He starts threatening the dog. He's like, like, all right. The dog will understand. It's telepathic. I, I was really expecting him to need this dog. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. he's giving off that energy. God. Some real, <laughs> like, big Iraqi energy coming off of him. <laughs> I mean, Iggy is a very small dog, by the way. Like, for a Boston Terrier, this dog is, like, smaller than most chihuahuas. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's probably like, like a 12-pound like dog. <laughs> okay he looks more like a gremlin than any dog ever seen. <laughs> he works I was, out <laughs> i was watching this episode with a couple of friends who have already seen old jojo at this point and they're like i'm so glad they redesigned iggy for the next few episodes <laughs> because yeah. he's so <laughs> ugly in this episode <laughs> we like nunny <laughs> they this is the original one and he keeps this in the manga a lot longer sorry tim but he goes through like two or three redesigns and the anime faithfully shows each one. Well, the anime speeds it up so that he doesn't look like the goblin the entire time. Like, <laughs> it skips to his final designs much, much quicker. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, which I Why don't they just skip straight to his final design from the beginning? <laughs> because they gotta give you at least the shots of the goblin. This is David production and they are dedicated. Just one to one. You have to understand, if you didn't see this, then you wouldn't understand it when they show you Iggy in the fighting games that looks like the manga and it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a terrifying Pikmin enemy. Like the eyes just are like yeah. eye stalks. It's God. It's because we haven't had a lot of body horror in a while, so we just need to encapsulate in one character. So if we have a Rocky drawing an animal for like eighteen chapters. <laughs> I'm st- I still can't get over that he has a- an animal in the main cast now. Like... It's just it- it's so like. Like, it's so misinformed. It's just, like, it's way off base. Like, it, it, there's no reason why this should be here. No, the reason is Araki knows. He knows. Araki it's intentional. Look, he's looking us dead in the eye like, oh, you think I don't like dogs, huh? Well, you're right. I'm going to show you how much I hate dogs. Look at this. Now You're going to see this every goddamn episode from here on out. Look at him. Look at at this farting terrible dog. (laughs) (laughs) You asked for this. God. (laughs) And so Jotaro is threatening this dog against the ground. And so... Iggy uses his stand, and uh, we have seen this stand used twice now, and I cannot figure out what the hell this is supposed to do. I don't know, but it, like, just kind of paraglides away, like... <laughs> it also it, it also replaces Iggy with a sand Iggy. Just 
flies away. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I guess Jotaro's plan is to get Iggy to do something about it, because Iggy's the only one here who can actually, like, tell when this stand's about to attack. And so Iggy <laughs> forms a glider and tries to fly away, leaving Jotaro behind to be killed by this stand user. Uh, let me uh, go ahead and doubt the effectiveness of a glider made of sand and Victor, metal worry, apparently stando airplanes are made of metal yeah yeah it's fine yeah and, and so of course jitaro just is not having any of this and like reaches up with Starfire, <laughs> grabs on and he and he says to iggy like if you leave me behind i will fucking kill you i will <laughs> break your goddamn <laughs> neck tiny dog neck <laughs> <laughs> And they just could fucking blink. Glide into the sunset. <laughs> I love the shots of, of Jotaro hanging on from a distance, and you can just see the Star Platinum hand. No other part of Star Platinum, <laughs> just, just the two hands together. <laughs> it makes a wonderful silhouette. Like just this it's dumbass Batman glider with Jotaro <laughs> hanging off the edge. It really feels like a Mary Poppins away or something. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking Mary Poppins, y'all! A Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> And, I wish there were stand like non-stand users like sitting around watching like, the, this man and dog fly away. Just float. <laughs> I wonder if they can see the sand. I don't think that's so, how that works. I think what makes this episode so compelling to me in this fight is that Jotaro's figuring it out, but we get Nadul narrating everything that's going on. He's like, oh, wait, he's running. No, he's running towards something. What was there? What was there? Jotaro picks up the dog! Oh no, like, he's <laughs> figuring it out as it goes, and it's really good to get the play-by-play. Really play. Especially when, like, he's like, wait, I, I can't sense them anymore, where did they go? It's like, they, they should be here, but, like, I, I don't hear them. Yeah, it's a- and, and then, like, slowly, 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 the glider is getting lower and lower until Jotaro has to touch the ground, so he just does a big kick with Star Platinum to get them more air. And he's just like... One- <gasps> One big star platinum. <laughs> and like immediately in duel, like knows he's like, oh, they must be flying. Like there's another explanation. And I'm like, oh shit. Not fly. <laughs> Jump good. <laughs> and Falling like Jotaro, of course, like knows yeah. he gave he gave away the secret at this point. Yeah. We get a cutback to um, Hingus and Dingus, who are sitting over <laughs> the bodies of the other two crusaders and being like, They're not I guess moving it's... to help Avdol this entire time. They're like, They're do like... something, you idiots. <laughs> they, they, they look over, well, there's nothing we could possibly do to assist Jotaro in any way at this point. Godspeed. <laughs> like, this is why Jotaro's so mad, because he knows those two fucking idiots aren't even going to try. Like, I don't know, make some noise when he's about to touch the ground. They could have distracted the stand user. They could start running. Like, I don't know, use nope. Hermit Purple, put vines under the ground. To try and catch it or something. Soak, know, soak up the water with your plants. Find <laughs> them with you know your precognition and like your your like clairvoyance. <laughs> Drive Sorry. the car around. Sorry, no TV around, Joey. There's sand. He did it in dirt. That's a thing. <laughs> that, that's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in this show is canon. There is no continuity. <laughs> Araki forgot. 
All right, so um, <laughs> he, he forgot, or rather, he he thought to doing it and then thought, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that almost makes it worse. <laughs> the way he pulls back on it. All right, so Victor, Nadul, that's our stand user here. Okay, and isn't mm-hmm. that a musical reference? It, your is guess it? is as good as mine. Oh yeah, actually, his name's Joseph Nadul. He's a African singer who was apparently popular in the 80s. 90s? Oh. Early 90s? Hold oh. on, I have it here. It's um, Yoso Nadur. Hey, if you say so. All right. It is. So, Joey, take us away. No, no, you're <laughs> doing the... No, no, Vic, what? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference, where this week when I say Western, I mean Western Africa. Our subject today is Yuzu Endur, born 1959 in Dakar, the coastal capital of the country of Senegal. He took to music early, and by the age of 12 he was performing regularly with one of Dakar's most popular bands. By the end of the 70s, he had formed his own group called Etoile de Dakar, and he followed that up in the 80s with a group called, amazingly, Super Etoile de Dakar. Endor's music was extremely popular throughout Africa, fusing a traditional dance music called Mbaleks with various influences from around the world, especially Latin music. He became one of the most successful African musicians ever, and in his career he's collaborated with such celebrated names as Peter Gabriel, Sting, Wyclef Jean, Paul Simon, Tracy Chapman, Dido, Lou Reed, even Bruce Springsteen, the boss himself. That last one especially stands out to me because uh, Yuzu Endure was never popular in America. To illustrate that point, here's a sample of his biggest international hit. It's a duet with Nana Cherry called Seven Seconds. Over in the rest of the world, this song was number one in five countries, top ten in 13 others. It even broke the top 20 in Canada. But if you grew up in America, you've probably never heard this song. You've probably never heard of this song, because its highest charting position was number 98 on the Hot 100, and that is the only time Endure ever made it onto the chart stateside. But here's a curious thing. He doesn't seem to have had that much success in Asia, and that big international success in Europe I just mentioned wasn't until 1994. So how did he end up in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a reference in 1990? I think I have an answer that I'll probably overcomplicate. I mean, Endure did a tour of Japan earlier that year, that's probably the reason, but I like this story I came up with better. See, in 1983, Japanese composer and record producer Ryuichi Sakamoto made his acting and film composition debut in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, a World War II film that focuses on the interactions between British prisoners of war and the Japanese officers that run the prison camp. 
The British lead is played by none other than David Bowie, so I have to assume that a then 23-year-old Hirohiko Araki could not have missed it. Anyway, Sakamoto's score for the movie, including the amazing title track that you're listening to right now, became very popular, so Araki must have become tuned into Sakamoto's work. So then, in 1989, Sakamoto releases the album Beauty. The album features a number of collaborations, including four tracks with Yuzu Endure on vocals. Here's a sample of Diabaram, which Endure also wrote. And boom, there you have it. Araki names a character after Endure. Years line up, timeline looks good. Yep, that's what I'm going with. Anyway, one more piece of trivia before I let this go. You know that African-sounding bit at the end of In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel? Yeah, that's Endure singing in his native language. There you go, that's something you know now. Seven seconds of Joe, Joe ref. No one's yeah. gonna get anything from. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. I mean, do we have any European listeners? I, I, I think so. Maybe. Maybe they'll get some. Listen to this, man. Iraqi, this is a real yeah. deep pull. But do you have thirty-year-old European listeners? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we have no information about our demographics. We don't have listeners. There we go. Let's move on. Yeah. Why, why did a Japanese man in the 80s know this reference? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. He probably doesn't remember either. All right. So we come back from the commercial break with like, he's like, oh, no, he must be flying. And Jotaro's like hanging in there. After the um, first kick off the ground. So the first gambit Nadul has is to start kicking sand up in the air. And it's real cool. He has the, like, daredevil vision and he sees them silhouetted in the sky. Yeah. It's very good. And, like, of course, Iggy can't sustain this forever. And, like, he starts sagging. Starts dragging. And we get a couple of seconds of him just squirming and farting. Yeah, squirming and farting. Yeah, we needed that. It was necessary. High, classy... Anime. <laughs> so, and for the second time in this episode, Iggy tries to get Jotaro killed. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy is a true credit to team. <laughs> and Jotaro decides off. he's had enough and just rips Iggy out of his Stan's arms and just <laughs> hurls him at the oh, speed we get of an- light. Another great 
full split wind up from Star Platinum. Oh yeah, uh, the fucking <laughs> pitcher's pose, that leg way over his head. Oh, and just, no, no close up on the tight ass cheeks this time, unfortunately. But we don't just, worry. I'm sure we'll get another one. Just a laser of a pitch right at Endul. Like, Were you? Th- yeah. Were you prepared for all stand users to be solved by throwing things at them? <laughs> it's almost like if they just had a gun. A, gun, <laughs> a, gun, a fucking gun. <laughs> hey, Dio, send people with guns after the Stardust Crusaders. It really not horse. Next, next episode. <laughs> oh, you're right. Thanks, Tim. Horse. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a real gun. Give him a real gun. His gun is a stand, which means it's bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Bill Fast. Too long range. And this isn't Golden Wind, so this is before where everything counters gun. <laughs> All these stand powers ca- would have been beaten by gun. Like, no, not no, it's not Star Platinum. Star Platinum has already proven he can counter gun. Yeah, you're okay. But, but yeah, well, yeah. Star like, Platinum. God, <laughs> like, I'm trying to think now. Who would have? Who would not have been solved by a gun that they've encountered this last season? Um, you know, actually, High Priestess wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, you could shoot that shit right off. Yeah, it turns to metal. Hmm. So or, I don't shoot know, plastic, any animal, vegetable, or mineral, apparently. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> it turns did. into the gun bullets. No, <laughs> well, it is the gun. What are you doing? <laughs> no. Then why, why didn't our boys get guns? They could have killed all these other stand users. No, yeah, these what, stand I, users would have would have been able to counter it. Well, I'm trying to think of which ones. You know, Hypriestus. I okay. It wouldn't have worked on Wheel of Fortune. It wouldn't have worked on Strength. It wouldn't. Have uh, no, you on... just shoot the monkey. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> like you just shoot yeah, the right. stand user. <laughs> we found this monkey in a cage. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> Look, like just... Wheels of Fortune. If you light the, the car up with, like, just, like, a fucking machine gun, you're good. Yeah, just Tommy gun the side of it. You turn it into Swiss cheese. I remember Where was bring... that, John, Joseph Joseph? <laughs> yeah, you're right. He, just, he wasted no time in pulling out a Tommy gun to shoot a vampire. But, like, Polaref emerges, erupts from a table and makes a fire clock, and nobody, like, pulls a gun on him. Like, this would yeah, save you, a you lot of effort. You need to tell me Joseph can get Abdul to buy a submarine a moment's notice, but he can't get a couple fucking AKs. You like, need to like... tell me that Joseph's fake hand is not a gun? <laughs> It, does he even German science? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you, you can't aim when you're air humping. You're right. <laughs> he hasn't lost his dick yet, but I'm sure he has one weight. Like, he's got it sitting he, on a shelf when he passes it look, one day. <laughs> look, even if he doesn't have, like, guns in his hand... You tell me he doesn't have a fucking rocket fist like uh, James Stroheim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no just, just a fucking sentinel hand he on a cable. He living meat hand as a rocket punch on cars. <laughs> <laughs> His first egg is a real step back. <laughs> he just had a hand delivered by the Speedwagon Foundation. Like It's not like he doesn't have top men on this. <laughs> top. Men. They couldn't have brought a gun. No. I mean, no, apparently. 
like, it wouldn't even be, like, you wouldn't even have to worry about, like, hitting innocent bystanders. It's not like you can't just spot the stand user. <laughs> hey, they've had a hard time before, like, when they haggled over Donor Kebab for ten minutes with a stand user. <laughs> uh. And it's not like we haven't had our share of, that motherfucker looks like a stand user, but actually isn't. Like, the doctor... <laughs> No, no problem. problem. No problem. I, I'm not saying that there will be casualties. I'm saying it'll be worth it. <laughs> and Yava couldn't have deflected a bullet with her scissors. Or could she have? Do you think that would have <laughs> She yeah, deflected. She's so fast. <laughs> she deflected fucking Silver Chariot. So. <laughs> and, and that is precise enough to cut between the space. <laughs> nothingness. And nothingness. We, we can't ever let that go because Araki uses it in just that one episode and never again. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a fire shish kebab. God, God. damn it. <laughs> Plus, how could they have told that this blind man in the middle of a desert is the stand user? You could never tell. <laughs> He's dressed like Duke Devlin. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, He's... Duke Devlin is dressed like him. Uh, uh, you're right. Duke he Devlin, is... JoJo reference. Joseph Joestar's hair from last season. <laughs> He's here to play Dungeon Dice Monsters with them. <laughs> <laughs> so He's already summoned like his Tom. monster in attack form. It's already got the Egyptian theme down pat. He's so. got the yep. Egyptian god card, yeah. Oh god. Anyways, Iggy gets hucked at uh this asshole and like and Jitar is like y'all better use your stands otherwise y'all fucked. <laughs> and he's right. It, like it's a good moment where he's like did he just throw the dog at me? Shit, what do I do? <laughs> like, and of course he has, like, he has to draw his stand back to him in order to block him. And then this is when Jotaro uses this as a cover. Because by the time uh, Enduel blocks Iggy in his stand, he's like, Oh shit, I lost track of Jotaro. Where the fuck did he go? Do you think he had Star Platinum throw him? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. It's gotta be He it. travels a large <laughs> distance. Without it doesn't make any... It doesn't make any sense for him to do that. Like, like I, I don't think... You know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm worried about it. I want to like, be worried about uh, this specifically. I'm not sure you could do that, but also, I'm not sure you couldn't do it. He punched himself, and then Jotaro went flying because the damage is transferred to him. Oh, wait. No, this <laughs> happens later. <laughs> this is the thing that King Crimson does. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. Uh... <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Star Platinum punches himself, launching Dodoro behind the duel. <laughs> That's what happens. By the way, I just I saw something while I was scrubbing through the episode, and I need you guys to just this is on screen for about half a second. But the fucking smile on Star Platinum's face oh as he's God. about to chuck Iggy is so good. <laughs> Star Platinum gets a lot of screen time and a lot of personality this episode. And I love it. <laughs> like he is just smiling so big as he's about to take a dog and just ruin its life. <laughs> shows, shows more emotion than Jotaro. I, I feel like this is really what Jotaro is feeling on the inside right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fucking, yeah. fucking smug satisfaction that he hucked this dog. <laughs> and, you know, Star Platinum, maybe that's been it true for the entire series. It's just that normally it's always seething anger and irritation. Yeah. A accurate. Yeah, that's where he, that's where he draws <laughs> his power. Yeah. It's just, 
I, I want to know why in the very first episode of Stardust Crusaders, Star Platinum is the Hulk to Jotaro's Bruce Banner, a separate entity that prevents him from dying against his will. And immediately afterward, we never see anybody do this again with a stand. Victor, the relationship between stand users and their stands are complicated very wildly and are never explained once. (laughs) (laughs) There are stands that can talk. I'm not oh, right, that... separately from, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, their stand is just has a personality. It talks. They talk to their stand user. That's terrifying. <laughs> oh, no. Sex, Pe- Sex Pistols is the greatest stand that's ever been made. Yeah. I have to Mister! agree. Mister! <laughs> Every time you do that. <laughs> uh, Sex Pistols is the best part of that season. <laughs> it's the only thing kept me going (laughs) (laughs) oh god so yeah like where'd he go where'd he go and then he feels jotaro's shadow on his own stand and jotaro is just looming behind (laughs) him looming she's this giant terminator motherfucker over here and he's like menacing if he hadn't used his stand to block uh uh iggy's attack i would have just punched him to death right here so now, like, we basically have a standoff. This is like a West Coast standoff. <laughs> I hate you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we get this great extended shot of going back and forth between Duel and Jotaro. And then he, just, he says, I don't need this cane to listen anymore. He, Let's go of the cane, and it starts falling, and we just get these slow mo yeah. shots. He yeah. goes back, like, oh, shit. Forth, Jotaro, he's, back. he's gonna draw first. Iggy, Jotaro, Nadul, Iggy, Jotaro, Nadul, Iggy. <laughs> and Iggy is making very upsetting noises because apparently he's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Pokemon is a JoJo reference. We got Blaziken. We've got Iggy just saying his own name as the only form of communication he has. I. I'm very happy to say that Icky is not like this in any episode ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's introduced as a gremlin, and then Araki forgets this, which is one of the best parts about Araki writing, if we're being real. (laughs) Just like, eh, whatever. It's also one of the worst parts of Araki's writing, but (laughs) occasionally. Look, we love him anyway. Absolutely. In spite of ourselves. (laughs) In spite of him. (laughs) So are you ready for this quick draw between Star Platinum and Geb? Yes. You know what? I'm betting the close range stand beats the long range stand in I'm betting close range. Star fucking Platinum will beat whatever stand. Yeah, Tim, Fuck you, you say that, but I believe I remember this stand beating both Silver Chariot and Magician's Red in very similar situations. Yeah, well, they're both losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not star fucking platinum. <laughs> yeah, and so like this cane falls, and they both like draw their stand, like, and they go to attack each other. And of course, you get one good aura out of star platinum, and you just that one punch is all you need to fucking take into out. Oh, I love the so animation satisfying. on this. God, yes. it's so good. Oh. Just the smear this... frames and stuff. Ugh. Yeah, it's this, like the water just zips, just barely past Star Platinum. Can we just say that this episode is fucking money? Yes. 
Jace has looked beautiful top to bottom Mm -hmm. in every direction except for Iggy. (laughs) (laughs) But that's by design. Don't worry about that. That's by design, yeah. It's gorgeous. We still got that new season money. Yeah. Even though it's the same season. Don't worry about it. (laughs) He knocks Jotaro's hat off. And Star Platinum just gives one good... <laughs> screams at the sky <laughs> and then just away. fades out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. And then we get hatless Jotaro for a little bit here. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of upsetting. <laughs> like I, I, no, I don't want this. Yeah, I put the hat back on. I, it's the only way I can. It's <laughs> the only way I can get it up, man. Yeah, <laughs> no. You He's can't truly it. appreciate the hat unless you see it gone. <laughs> you don't know what you've got. If you love something, set it free. God. You've got to be reminded that you love the hat. It's true. You need the hat. You long for it. Mm. As Jotaro reveals that he held back. But, but we have a stand we suicide pill here. <laughs> He just, like, shoots himself in the head with a stand. And Jotaro was like, what? Did y'all time this? Because I didn't time it, and I should have. (laughs) How long it takes him to die. (laughs) Being shot in the head with his own stand that could rip somebody's head clean off? No, I assume it didn't, like, pass straight through. I assume he, like, just, you know, caused a fatal brain hemorrhage or something. It looked like it through and through to me. It's a, no, but what do I know? It probably just hit part of his brain that is no longer functioning because of stand dementia. I'm sure a stand user can survive with a fraction of the brain because they're used to it. Yeah, and mm. he does this so that he, he doesn't get questioned. And he says, because I know Hermit Purple can <laughs> read minds. minds. And, and I'm like, I'm like do excuse you? Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, can what? That, that's the reason that the lovers gave for, for ending Inyava's life, right? Or the reason they gave for keeping Inyava alive. So that they could use they Hermit told... Purple to extract. So they told us the whole horse, and he just gave this misinformation to the enemy. <laughs> they definitely like... told the horse, you're right. <laughs> This is why they I, didn't tell Polnareff, because he's just, hey, did you know my friend has a stand that can read minds? The next town they went to. I am 100% certain Hermit Purple can absolutely read minds. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind now that it's been said that he can read minds with Hermit Purple. He just doesn't want to. <laughs> We never, we have never seen him do this. We've never Just seen him even... attempt this. We've never seen him mention it. We've never seen him insinuate it. We've never seen him do anything that suggests this could be within his power suite. It would be incredibly useful. Basically, every time they have any situation, and that's why I believe it implicitly. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh dear God! Oh, I fucking hate Joseph. <laughs> I love it. He's he's really committed to this. <laughs> so Tidjul's like, all right, I did it so I wouldn't tell you all about the eight other stand users you weren't aware of that are located here. We are all using Egyptian gods. Egyptian gods. Like, he just goes down a list. I'll never tell you. My, 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 I'm in duel. Hi, hello. My, my, my stand is Gib. Tidjul's uh, got eight other stand users just waiting for you. They're also I mean, all Egyptian god themed. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you didn't get that from the opening, now you know what the opening means. I like that his like brain in his brain damaged state, he takes a while to monologue about how fucking like beautiful Dio. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think this is just an endual thing. I think everybody gets five minutes past when you die to just appreciate how fucking sexy Dio is. <laughs> Wait, that's a, like, that's, that's a universal thing. Like your yeah. life doesn't flash behind your eyes; <laughs> no. you just see. Dio for like Dio. five minutes. Yeah, that's one of Dio's away. powers. <laughs> it's no, like part of the flesh, IRL. but I mean, like, yeah, is that he was so powerful, deep, large, <laughs> and beautiful. Oh, he, <laughs> he was like, deep, it, all right. Oh, so and deep. Like, you you see Dio's fucking eight pack in his flashback, and like Wait, hold on. he's just built Jonathan's like a fucking freight train. Like, like yes, Jonathan's eight pack. I, I had forgotten how much I missed the walls of beef from the first like, part. It's just, it's just it's so good. Improbable amount of beef. Like before I met him, I didn't have anything to live for, and then he gave me purpose. And then I saw and him you just see his. You see Dio laying his hand on his head, and I'm like, oh. Oh, God. Oh. I didn't notice Enyava just being real creepy in the oh, yeah. background. She's, she likes to watch. <laughs> she's just got the creepiest face on. I wrote Dio Does equals... she have a different type of face? <laughs> You're right. She has one setting, Victor, and it's creep. I wrote Dio equals Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Alright, sure. Look, yeah. evil needs an evil savior. He yeah. rose again. <laughs> Such a good line. From the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> oh. Took him a little bit longer. Oh, man. <laughs> That's how you know he's better, right? I'm surprised the subtitles don't capitalize him and he when he's talking about <laughs> I will not disappoint him. <laughs> And then we get stance mode. Victor, do you think that means he's dead? Uh, Victor, hey Victor, <laughs> Victor, hey Victor, do you think that means he's dead? God damn it! <laughs> like I you mean, can't trust it ever again. <laughs> it, I mean, he is dead, but you can't trust that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He might Grant, just bring him back <laughs> if he came back next episode. Like I wouldn't be surprised, and I've seen the next episode. No, like, <laughs> no I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> The, f- the, ep- the first time they do sand- stand smoke, it's wrong. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a lie. Literally the first time you see it. Rockin' that cannot be trusted once, like, ever again. Like, it... well, you, your mistake was trusting him in the first place. Yeah. Good. So... It, it, there's, this stand smoke is so showboaty, too. Like, linger on it for a long time. It It's... Okay, so my next note here is Master gave Iggy a hat. <laughs> Iggy's oh no! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> he does a he does look a little bit like Dobby. I get that. He's, he's that a tracks, house goblin. Sure. So, Jotaro and Iggy have a heart to heart. He's like, "Yeah, I get it. It was a fuck. It was an asshole thing to do to bring you out here to the middle of Egypt to go fight these lunatic stand users, dog." You're all right. I get why you're mad. And then he's like, all right, and brings him the hat. <laughs> Only it's filled with coffee bubble gum. Like, no! Ah! And I'm I, like, no! Kitara's beautiful hair. Can we Can we address the elephant in the room? What? What? That we see the hat separated yeah. from Jojo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We get to see the back of it. Yeah. And it's still yeah. 
does not enlighten us to how this fucking hat works. Yep. 100%. (laughs) It's beyond explanation. (laughs) Just wait until you get to next season where it's white and it still does that. Like, you still can't tell where it ends and begins. Yeah, it, you, and one of the people I was watching was just like, uh, no, it's just torn open in the back, and it's, that's how the hair gets. And I'm like, no, that is fucking hair on the back of that hat. <laughs> it just blends in. What is going on? It's his toupee. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stando Power. <laughs> oh, no, that's next episode. <laughs> So Iggy definitely shit in this hat, right? He didn't have gum in his mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the last we see of Iggy as we get to the end of his murders. So this episode ends with, I think, the most substantial post credit scene in the entire show. It's like five minutes long. I actually think this is the longest one we get, ever. Uh, it's, it's very lengthy. It's yeah. about three. Four minutes. Like three minutes, yeah. But it means we get like that much more Oingo Boingo, so yeah, A plus. <laughs> yeah. So I I read the there's like director commentary, and the reason why they did this is not because they didn't have enough material for in duel. It's because they had too much material for uh, Oingo and Boingo. I believe, I believe it. that because I would not cut a second from the next. No, episode. absolutely not. <laughs> there's nothing that could be cut. No, it's, it is a. Perfect. Okay, we'll get to that. Wallace Jim. Anyway, <laughs> do you want to see what fucking Oingo looks like in the manga? Oh yeah. yes, because he's just a frog. Oh yeah. Have you yeah. heard his laugh? Yes, <laughs> yes I have. No, the small one's Boingo. The small one's Boingo. Yes. Boing- whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I hate them both. So how do you <laughs> like this? Uh, a Rocky self-insert character. I know! <laughs> I'm a globetrotting manga artist who's super cool and handsome. What a, what a Thanks. nerd. Thanks, Rohan 1.0. <laughs> also, he's got Akira Toriyama hair. Like, I just... <laughs> he does look like an Akira uh, character. He's like, here, do you want some mini donuts? Can I see your manga? Bongo's like, okay, sure. Yeah, why, sure. Why can this guy see Thoth? Because that's not Thoth. <laughs> it's such it. a strong stand that even normal people can see it. So powerful. It's so powerful. Maybe this guy's a stand user too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he might be. He's just off the grid. He he's unregistered. He doesn't have a, a fucking Egyptian name. He doesn't have a tarot, uh, a, a, a tarot, tarot card. card. A band name. He probably has a band name. No, he probably has like a manga name. Ugh. <laughs> my, my stand's name is Dragon Ball. <laughs> this is my stand uh, case closed. Like <laughs> my no. name is Arohiko Haraki. <laughs> obviously, obviously, his name is Frog Baseball. <laughs> okay, Open it to close, boys. Let's go. There we go. <laughs> uh, the episode ends with the manga. They see it. Um, Maybe we'll roll this into the next episode. Or maybe we'll have too much on Bongo content. The guys <laughs> yeah, let's, let's cap this off. Yeah, this is okay. part of this episode. we got to talk about it. So, All right, so... Go ahead. So he sees the book, and he reads the book, 
and it looks uh, shockingly familiar to events we have just witnessed less than 60 seconds ago. And uh, then it ends with a prediction that this uh, manga artist character is going to end up impaled on a telephone pole, which is fucking dark. Yes. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Let's not gloss over the fact that the art in this is just, like, hideous in the most intentional way possible. Oh, yeah. It It is a a spectacle. Words are impossible to describe how this looks. It's gorgeous. It is grotesque. it is escapes it, it defies explanation of how it looks dark and lo- fascinating and like it does actually look real good i i really love the art for the ongo bongo brothers yeah it's it, it's does it look like that in the the manga yeah like, like exactly yeah. the same pretty much yeah it's oh, stunning good. how good it looks for being intentionally bad how well it does that it's and it's fascinating like draws you in like a fucking mythos story or something yeah <laughs> you know, oingo boingo brothers adventure is secretly the king in yellow <laughs> but it's goofy and it's fun and so his brother his big ass jojo like character yeah. brother shows up he's like yo beat it and he goes like oh bah! and runs over to the bus and like and, and they're like all right we need to catch the bus too we need to head in town i heard that those those guys are, are taking their friends to the hospital. And then Boingo shows them the book and is like, no, we can't go on this one. And it's like, oh, that's going to happen. We'll take the next bus. <laughs> are we going to... This guy has a... This kid has a visor around his, like, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Gerald from Hey Arnold hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was like Mark Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what what, what are you doing, kid? It's all a hat. <laughs> no, I think it runs in the family. Let's be real. And his it's brother a- has, like, a hat that, like, it, it looks like a baseball cap made for Conehead. <laughs> <laughs> just their head structure of these two characters. Like, do you think their head just goes all the way up like that? God, I hope so. I also just love the way these two characters look in the face. Like, just, they're just fucking weird, man. I love it. They look nothing like they're freaking... They, they look like fake JoJo characters. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're yeah. off-model JoJo characters. <laughs> it's, like, well, it's like somebody tried to make their own JoJo OC, but like... <laughs> Just wasn't all the way there with it. <laughs> the stand users could be anybody. <laughs> the stand users. <laughs> like he's wearing a shirt with his fucking Egyptian god card on it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so good. <laughs> so, Victor, how would you like the episode? Oh, it's a good episode. I mean, we get Star Platinum doing Star Platinum shit. I love Jotaro episodes. They're few and far between because we have the ensemble cast to hand out episodes to. But uh, I do like that. And then the post credit scene is real good, too. Uh, this was a very enjoyable episode. Yeah. What about y'all? Oh, I fucking love this. I I think Indul is one of my favorite villains. I love his, I love his whole outfit. I love him listening to the fucking sand through his cane. I love him being blind. I love his stupid fish hand thing it's great i love him being villain speedwagon as he narrates the whole episode that really does I, it for me where like jero's yeah, the narration and he's commenting on it the whole time i i love him legitimately taking out two of the starters to crusaders and, oh, we it, forgot to call very out. handily, too. He even knocked off Jotaro's hat. Jotaro's he like, knocked off yeah. Jotaro's hat. I wore this. Even this, you couldn't do that. 
Or the scuba diving. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually says that. Even the Red Sea couldn't do that. Like Jotaro tips his hat to him. Uh, uh, I like any episode that ends with Star Platinum punching the shit out of somebody. Yeah. So, like, this is a good episode. It was a rare one-puncher. Yeah. One-puncher! The the original (laughs) one-punch man. Power. (laughs) All right, so thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, Where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalonis. That's Los underscore Grantalonis. You can find me, Tim, at Big Blue Zam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at TF Waffleman. Tweet at the podcast at Joestar All Stars. And uh, I don't say this uh, in every episode, but I just want to put it out there. Follow the official podcast account. Grant is out there doing great work every day. Every time a new episode comes up, there's more jokes on the Twitter account. Follow us. We're actually funny question mark. Uh, and uh, yeah, talk to us. We try. Talk to us. We'll talk back. Yeah. Uh, if you want to send us an email, send it to JustStarAllStars at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, five star, leave a review. Tell us to show us to your friends. Uh, if you if you enjoy it, you know. If you love something, share it with everyone else until they're sick of it too. Two. That's the JoJo way. It's the JoJo way, <laughs> right? Everyone that I forced to make a JoJo podcast. <laughs> I, I don't understand this two you speak of. Everybody else is sick of it, but I'm not. No. <laughs> and as we all know, there is no limit to, to, to appetite for JoJo content. It, it's timeless. There's, it's perfect. It's wonderful. It's words to live by. We need to make like our Dio uh, equals Jesus religion. We need to make that happen. Oh yeah, Dioanity, <laughs> Dioism. Dioism's pretty good, I think. Actually, might be. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop this. We'll come up with this and start um, registering to become an official religion. And in the meantime, <laughs> thank you all for watching. This has been Joe Star All Stars signing out for all of you uh, dog baseball nerds out there. <laughs> Say goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, JoJo. JoJo. God, and we get worse every time. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it I, never... I actually thought that was one of the better ones. No, you guys just change it up every single episode. I'm trying to mimic Dio as best as possible. And you, like, here's Tim drawing it out to seven seconds. This is when you go full Sono Chino Sada Mango. Alright, I'm hitting stop. Most of that's staying in. Yeah.